Hey folks, welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group, an award-winning software and app development firm based out of Virginia. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej, and I'm happy to be here with Elizabeth Alexander, Director of Sorted Content Inventory Services. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. So to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your history and background and how you ended up doing what you do today? Sure. It was um, an interesting road and this kind of, I think, fell in my lap. Um, did finance for many, many years. Um, actually, it's it's storms, uh, hurricanes, living on the Gulf Coast, just life that kind of led me here, I think. Um we had some things come through back to back right after everything shut down in the whole world for COVID. Uh, we were dealing with a category five and then a category four hurricane um, and kind of realized at the time that there was a need for it. So it was born just during the chaos. And um, it's been good, very good for me and, and many other people that work for me. Okay, amazing. And what exactly does the business do? So there, there are two parts to any kind of claim, whether it's from hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, anything. Um, part of your homeowner's insurance deals with the dwelling and will fix everything about the structure. But the other part of it that most people kind of put on the back burner because it doesn't seem as important at the time is the personal content. So everything that you've accumulated in your life that like you would pack up and move with you to go somewhere, that is all considered personal content. It's also a part of that claim. Um, and I totally get it. At the time, you're just worried about putting the roof back together, getting the power back on, you know, keeping things moving. But all that is also very important um, and very expensive to replace. So we use people's photographs from damages, some before and after things, lists that they have. We kind of piece all that together and build an estimate of that for them that, so they can turn it into their insurance, their attorney, public adjuster, whoever's handling the claim for them. I mean, it's usually a couple hundred thousand dollars and, and they usually just leave it on the table because it just seems overwhelming. So we try to take that at least off their plate. That's that's very interesting. How do you put a price to sentimental items like photographs, for example? Well, I think that's kind of where bringing in a third party is so important because, I mean, I even struggled doing my own contents estimate. And I was, I laughed the whole time. Like, this is so ridiculous. I'm literally doing this as a living for other people. Um, but when it's your stuff, there's a story behind it. You know, it's more important that tables from your grandmother, these earrings are from an, you know, you have memories associated with that. Um, when it's someone else's things, you don't have any of that. We can truly just say, this is what this is worth today on the open market. If you replaced it. Um, and I think sometimes that is, is more helpful because it may be important to you, but it doesn't mean it's appreciated in value. Um, so what we give them is a current replacement value for whatever they have. Um, we tell them it's either that exact item or it's most similar replacement. Um, it may not be, it may not replace the sentimentality of it, but it can put a little bit of, of money in their pocket to try to rebuild. Um, I think the most important part, too, that people, if you haven't been through this, um, any of these kind of situations, the when you get money from your insurance, it goes towards fixing the dwelling. If you have a mortgage on that property, that check goes to your mortgage holder and they kind of dole it out piece by piece. 
So you get a little work done, they send a little money to cover it. You get a little more work done. You kind of go back and forth until, which is totally understandable. They're protecting their investment. They want to make sure the money's going where it's supposed to be going. But on the other hand, these this contents money, um, it goes straight to the homeowner. That money can do a lot of good in the midst of dealing with such a big disaster. Yeah, 100%. Um, I actually experienced it when I was a child. I think I was like five years old. We had a fire in our house and it was a plastic table that caught a light. So the whole house was just covered in oh, thick wow. black smoke. So everything was completely ruined. So my parents, like, they obviously got paid out from insurance, but we lost so many personal items and it was just You do. It was it's devastating. It really is. Um, I know when Hurricane Laura came through a few years ago, um, I have two sons and we relocated 200 miles north of here, of where we live to try to just, I think for like 10 weeks we were there because there was no power in our town for nine of those weeks, which seems insane at this day and age for you know utilities to be somewhere. You know, we kind of laugh if the internet goes out for five minutes, but we didn't have power or water for a long time. Um, so even when you come back home to try to you know meet with contractors, get with tree people, you need cranes to get trees off the roof, you know, on and on. Um, it's a challenge when there's not, anywhere to charge your phone <laughs> yeah you know, so um because we and we drove around a lot and did photographs for people at that point just trying to help them get some money back in their pocket to to get those things going again it makes a big difference yeah 100 100 and i can relate to that no electricity thing because i live in south africa we've got literally <laughs> you're just got, hoping it's on every day <laughs> exactly we've got scheduled rolling blackouts so at least they tell us when it's happening, but we go for periods of hours at a time without power. The worst thing. I'm surprised ever. you get a heads up. That's kind of nice, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, they started doing that recently because they realized they have to. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, but yeah, so can you run me through your business strategy? Um, like, how do you how do you operate? How do you find clients? Uh, that sure. type of thing. Um, I've, we've really, I've marketed a good bit to, uh, property attorneys, public adjusters. Um, usually once a storm rolls through, it is 12 to 18 months before any of that information gets to me. And a lot of it has to do with the insurance climate that we're in right now. Um, it's, it's kind of a tug of war between paying things out, nitpicking the things that shouldn't be. And, and a lot of that has been born from fraud over the years. Um, and I get it. They want to make sure things are on the up and up, but it's created a very um, difficult environment, I think, for home and business owners just to get things paid out. Um, it's changed a lot over 20 years. It's really changed a lot over the last two and three years. The documentation needed is unbelievable. Um, so usually storm rolls through. People try to get with their insurance company. They do what they can on their own. They start rebuilding, frustration sets in, money's not coming. Then they reach out to an attorney, a public adjuster. Hey, I just need help. So it's in the I need help part where then their attorney or public adjuster would get with me and I get with my team with all those photographs. And then we start building that part of the estimate for them. Um, they've I've heard a lot that the, the contents portion, I think if I could quote, it was an attorney in Miami that we do some work with. They said it's the bane of their existence. <laughs> and um, and I get it. It's um, 
complicated. And, and truly most of these people, when they sit through mediation, they haven't, maybe their wife um, in most scenarios might've bought all the furniture and set everything up. Um, not everyone knows what they're looking at. Most adjusters are educated in construction elements. They can tell you what it costs to put your home back together. But as far as the items inside, that might be a little foreign to them. Um, I call them the, the team of mamas that I have that work for me. Um, these are all women that have set up households themselves. Um, we we kind of scour the internet for anything that's going to be that, that just right thing that they have in it. Uh, we want everything that we do to be accurate. That way, when everyone goes into mediation, um, they can click on the link that we found and be like, oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. You know, um, we, we like to be that neutral third party. We want everyone to get what they need, but it to be a fair representation. And I think that's um, that reputation has helped us, I think, build a, a good clientele. Um, we're not out to get anybody. We just want to make sure these people get um, to replace what they've lost. And I think that's been important. Okay, 100%. Um, and are you making use of any tools or tactics that have been particularly helpful in um, operating your business? Um, I think LinkedIn has been wonderful to get the word out. Um, I love that you can target advertisements on the site in a way that you can't in, in other ways. Um, like if I'm looking for property attorneys and, and other people associated with claims work, say in Florida, I can set those parameters that that's exactly who it reaches. So it's more efficient for my time, my money. You know, any ads that we put out, I can make sure the right people see it. I think that's been very helpful. Um, Google Images is our friend because <laughs> um, sometimes you just don't know what you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, some, stuff like that has, has been very, very helpful. But I do, I appreciate the networking environment that, that LinkedIn provides. Um, it has allowed me to get in front of people that I wouldn't necessarily have got in front of um, because we do work completely virtually. Um, the, the disaster can be anywhere. And we just, we get receive photographs, either 3D or still. Um, but building that online reputation and that online business model, you know, it wouldn't have even been possible 10 years ago. Yeah, 100%. I'm also, I work remote. Our company's in Virginia. I'm in Cape Town, South Africa. It's been a crazy couple of years with this whole um, work-life adjustment. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't, also, and now though, I don't think there's any other way. Like, yeah, um, there was always kind of that tug of war, especially as a working single mom. There's always been that tug of war between how do I provide well for the kids and how do we have this life and all the ball games and everything that we do. Um, but I still, this part of you know, work is important, the business is important, you know, and I think. COVID probably brought that on for a lot of people. How do we do both? Um, we were also at the time had relocated because of storms. Well, work still had to go on. And so I think it was a very big crash course for me and my team of if we can make this work during these conditions, all of us living different places, there's no reason we can't continue to do that. I think that model is very, very important. Yeah, 100%. Um, I actually got offered a job like down the road, five minute drive from me 
And I chose this one because it allows me to work from home. I can wear slippers. I can roll out of bed <laughs> and, nice. and get to work. It saves me <laughs> like an hour commute. Um, it's it's definitely the future, uh, remote working. And I think people need to understand that because I think so I've too. seen a lot of people, especially my age, they are declining job offers because they aren't being offered remote or hybrid work. Um, and I, I think it's super important for business owners to understand. Oh, I think so too. Um, even like when we have, you know, estimates come in that we need to write. Um, once we do file reviews and it's assigned to a team member, they know we have a deadline, like we have a date for when that's due. But if you do it at three in the morning or three in the afternoon, it makes no difference to me. I just yeah. need it back, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that's been a blessing for them as well because they can still feel like they're doing good work. They're contributing and having that collaborative work that we do but it can be on anyone's schedule. And I think that is just so important. Um, it, there's been a disconnect where socially we are all connected virtually on all these different platforms that we you know, correspond with people on, friends, family. Work should be allowed to be the same way. Uh, now I know some people need to be in an office. That's just the way that they're wired. But I think for a lot of us, it's got to be, um, gotta be a little more free in the way that we're doing it now we're still doing good work and we're still making a difference and we're still doing things for people and helping them and, and feeling productive at the end of the week but we can do it on our own schedules i think that's important yeah 100 as long as you have kpis in place to measure the productivity of your employees then there shouldn't be any issues there absolutely yeah um and truly i think it's it's a good fit if you're someone who can work independently in that way um, yeah. And if not, you probably know that pretty early on <laughs> if this is not yeah. for you. But but it's been a very good business model for us. Um, the ladies that work for me, we live in several different states. Um, and it's been no issue. There's been no barrier to getting work done and being productive. So I've been grateful for that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I wanted to jump back. Um, I wanted to know, how do you charge your clients do you get a percentage of the claim or do they pay you for your time no we do a flat rate based on the value of the estimate um if it's under two hundred fifty thousand dollars, um it's a certain price if it's under three hundred fifty thousand dollars, it's a certain price and we kind of move up incrementally in that way um and mostly i think that's twofold it's simple on my end um because then i can do payroll and, and compensation for my team in a way that makes sense for us. Um, and then for the firms that we work for, they know what they're getting into when we when we sign on. They don't get a, a shock if we're billing per hour. If, because some of these are incredibly complicated. Um, some take more time than others. And it's not always the, the value of the estimate um, that causes that. Sometimes it's just finding the items that are in there. Um, also, some of us work faster than others. I don't want clients to have double the invoice when it's just maybe we took a little bit longer to get it put together, right? Um, so I think that's been that's been refreshing, I believe, for the firms that we work for. They're not going to get a surprise bill when we send this in. Yeah, I think that's that's important um, for your clients to understand what they what they're in for. Uh, we also had a shift recently. 
from charging hourly to just a fixed rate because people just if you charge hourly, there's no one can tell how much you get done in an hour, right? No, Especially and I know like if, if I was hiring someone who said, "Hey, you know, it's this much an hour, we'll just see how it works out." I'm sorry, that does not fit the budget we're working with either, right? Like I need some parameters in there. Yeah, um, exactly. I would be hesitant if I were them to sign on for that. I believe so. Um, yeah, I think it's been a, a much easier way to price everything. A hundred percent, hundred percent. What have what have been your biggest challenges in owning and operating your business? Um, yeah, um, it's I think reaching the because it's such a niche market. It's advertising, explaining it, reaching the people that we know could use it most has been probably very difficult. Um, I hired a, a marketing firm probably a year ago before we did a big natural disaster show in Miami. And probably eight or nine months before that, I got with this firm and I had, it was a very good exercise for me, even though this company is my baby. It was a very good exercise for me in walking them through what we do. Um, it really like we tweaked the website, we redid some some images that we wanted to use and the language, walking it through and having all those meetings with them about how I wanted the company represented, the images that I wanted people to recognize and be like, oh, that's what they do. It was so good for me. And I think it allowed us to really get on paper. Who are we targeting? Why are we targeting them? How can we make this efficient for them? Because that's really how we sold it. You know, if we, if you wait on the homeowners to get this stuff together, these attorneys all know it's never going to happen. They've just got a million other things. And I know from being the person in the disaster, it's just not something that's on your mind so much. So if we're going to sell this as a product to them and make it something that they want. It's got to be time effective and cost effective. And it's got to be done in an easy and efficient manner for them. This has to be something their team can buy in on and we can all work well together. Um, and so I think as far as challenges, it's been to, to find those firms that do enough property work and have realized how difficult that particular piece of it is. So when they heard of it, they went, yes, that, that's what we need. Okay, 100%. And for the average sized house, um, how long does it take you to document everything? Um, we try to get it done five to seven days. Five to seven days. Okay. And yeah. is that, do you do that all manually, like written down on a spreadsheet? Uh, we, we have a spreadsheet that we build. Um, and yeah, it is. It's not, it's not generated by any kind of software. Um, and mostly that's because we also push this. This is, you know, some white, this is white blood service, right? Um, and people's items have been curated throughout their life. Not every sofa is the same. Not every dish is the same. Not every bed is the same. Um, there are programs that will just spit out, you know, items, but it's not accurate. And it, it's, there's no way. I don't, I also don't think the clients feel like someone took the time to carefully go over stuff so they are replaced. We want them to feel that we valued their things as well, right? We can't really replace that exact item, but we can kind of 
lovingly build this estimate to where you know we took the time to appreciate the life that you built. And I don't think you can do that um, by using too much software. I mean, there's times okay. I'm on the phone with some of their clients. Like I'll be on the phone with a homeowner to say, hey, I just wanted to clarify, you know, this painting in the background or whatever it was. And it never fails. I have the same conversation every time. They want to tell you what it was like when the storm rolled through. They want to tell you what it was like when they came home. They want to know that we cared about that and that we cared enough to build this for them so they could try to all move on. So even though it's virtual and I may never get in front of them, it's still very personal. Okay, 100%. Yeah, no, I understand that completely. Um, we are unfortunately out of time for this episode, but before we sign off, what advice would you give to other business owners looking to succeed in your industry? Um, I think networking is very, very important. Um, just get out, reach people that are doing work similar to what you want to be doing as often as possible. Um, it, it may never, it may not be them in particular that you make good contacts with, but they may know someone. Um, and do do good work. Always uh, put forth the effort to do good work. Um, make sure that people can count on you to produce what they need when they need it and, and for a good price. I think this is a difficult environment to do business in currently. Um, but I think if you have a good product that is of value, you will still succeed. 100%. I appreciate that so much. Um, thanks, Elizabeth, for your time today. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Yeah. What, what is the best way for people to reach out to Elizabeth Alexander if you have any offers for them or if they're looking for to follow your journey? Um, they can go to our website. It's uh, www.getsortedllc.com. Um, there's some contact me information on there and, and one of us will reach out. Um, it's We try to update the blog regularly and it's just got kind of an overview of what we do and how we can help them. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for your time. Thank you for having us. Have a good week. You too.